Hello and welcome again. Gather ye round the fireside, children, for this season one, episode two of the many terrible decisions of Carrie fucking Bradshaw. She's and, still at it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> she and, won't quit. <laughs> oh, I mean, the takes are coming out hot right now, you guys. I, I just want to warn the listeners, we really had to restrain ourselves during this viewing of the second episode. But before we get to any of that, I want to go ahead and reintroduce myself. I'm your local lady lawyer, Sophie, and I'm here with the locally renowned and internationally appreciated MC, LSP, a.k.a. Uh, Bryce. I'm huge in Eastern Europe. Oh, they like, cannot keep they their hands off them over of there. And here with us today, we have a special guest, Mimedia Naranja, my girl from way back when, my ride, truly my ride or die, Miss Zaida. Hello, hello. Thank you guys for having me and for letting it's me share this pleasure. momentous, it, it momentous occasion. And, uh, and I just want to say on behalf of the podcast that we apologize, you know. This I, is a hell of an episode. I'm going to say yeah, this uh -huh. right now. I'm gonna, Things are about to get rough. Okay, this was, and I, I'm going to be very honest, this to my mind was one of the worst episodes in the entire series. Like, I remember this one very well, and it, 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 it is a hard pill to swallow. Um, I, I, again, I always get excited and leap ahead, but the, the big fucking headline for this episode, can I just, because there's enough bad shit, I like to jump to something positive, the big headline for me was, we had not one, but two women of color in speaking oh. roles, I'm gonna go this, ahead. it was a virtual smorgasbord, of, uh, uh, of black greatness, <laughs> black excellence on full display for in this, this show. Like, oh that my is shocking God. because this show is absolutely renowned for their lack of representation. And so, oh. to yeah, the, I the, mean, we have a, in our midst, we have a native New Yorker here, a Nueva Yorkina in full. I mean, truly. Is this your New York? I mean, are we? I'm asking for a friend. So this is, is this. <laughs> this is, so it's really, it's really pertinent because another thing that I will, I don't know, I don't remember season one exactly as much as you guys do because I haven't watched it as recently. But see, for for me to remember, I don't think I ever see Carrie take the subway. Do you see her take a subway a lot? That's the thing we brought up in the first episode. We Listeners, talk... it's also available now on iTunes. Yeah, um, well, and everywhere you download podcasts. But this is one of our purposes, that this show takes place in an imaginary New York. Yeah. With, like, unrealistic people. These are not everyday New Yorkers. They don't use public transportation. And they generally don't interact with many people of color. This is the thing. Except it, for this episode. No, this is, this is totally interesting. Exactly. So, two, so there, there are two. And the first, the first um, appearance was this um, awesome lady who was at a dinner party. So, they, Miranda was invited to this dinner party by this guy in her building, Which right? was highly problematic. Though. Okay, Which I think we're going to have to headline that one. Please. All right. And so we, so, so, we have her come in as... Uh, the one of the guests of this dinner party, our lovely um, lady of color. But so she and her friends were very upset about their, the, the modelizer. Yes. So let's talk about the modelizer. I think that that's... That, really... that whole concept is like... I mean, uh, that whole with... entire... I, I'm, I'm First of all, say... wait, we haven't even given them the title of the episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Is... It's Models and Mortals. So this, again... Um, a little uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, apt. Uh, very apt, also like foreshadowing what we're going to get here, yeah. which is where we see this classic division yeah. uh, in women between attractive, it's like you have to choose between being interesting or attractive. And I mean, we see a scene... Never the two shall meet. This is an opening scene where not a single character is redeemable. Like, we have ostensibly in the center a white man who is a two, a three on a good day. Okay, he is hideous. Yeah. Okay, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. And yeah. this fool... I'm like, this dude dates models? He's unfortunate looking, Okay, so sure. we've got him, So one. we know he's rich, clearly. We, we've got he's this white man in the man. center, surrounded by another shitty white man who says, and I quote, I would fuck fucking Marilyn Monroe before the Kennedys got to her. Yeah, because she's ruined after that. Okay. I mean, she's, wow. she's touched her penis. Wow. Ma'am, she is touched Okay, so this is, this is the next white man we're introduced to. And then in rules, and how they snagged that beautiful black woman. I mean, she is Listen. shadowing in the children oh, of the oh, And not only that, but they also make her homophobic by yes. saying that, um, who was it, Montgomery Clit was gay? Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. she's like, I didn't know that. Yeah. And she's like, clearly being held hostage. <laughs> she's get in the out! Sunken. Get out! <laughs> yes. She is in the sunken This place. is actually the prequel to Get Out. And uh, like, no one realized this woman. Yo, she is uh, trapped. But the, I'm saying, and we are surrounded. And then the other white woman we're introduced to is a white woman who ostensibly, you know, those two women are, for me, the epitome of a sheltering in the patriarchy ass bitch. Serena Joyce, rejoice. I mean, she is there to 100% enable her friend, and she is not at all critical thinking about the ways in which she's enabling the men around her. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, to me, that was... Uh, that episode opens with such a heartless scene. It's it's classic divide and conquer propaganda. Yes, oh, for know? sure. It perpetuates that us versus them mentality, which keeps us from, from coming together and making real progress. We've seen this in countless uh, press communities, you know, <laughs> since this whole colonizing thing started. Oh you know? wow! It's like that thing has been that's been a thing you for know? a while. Too. I'm saying though, and it, they, it's worked pretty well because this. We see why this fucking tactic works. Yes. You know? So I'm, I, I do agree with both of you guys, and I think that that kind of leads into the next, what I thought was the next big header scene, the next big Carrie's mistake here, and that is Barkley. Oh, God. Where it, ugh. Be, before we even get to Barkley, though, I just want to, because I don't want to skip over the scene um, where they're all... Uh, after the scene uh, with oh, where she leaves the dinner, lunch. And, yeah, and they're all eating takeout okay, and like yeah. being like I normal do, okay. women, and um, I think that that's a good scene to talk about. I agree. So just to set it up, we, we the women. This is post the modelizer scene. We are leaving that disgusting, horrific space that I just described, and we switch over to the women actually in repose. You know, they're all together. They're eating. We're, we're seeing tra- the fallout from this toxic. Totally, mentality. and and for yeah. a moment, I do think that we're having a kind of. Women in repose, like women together amongst themselves, eating food, recounting their days, sharing. It's a friendship. But only, it's like a bunch of 
movie stars, like literal TV stars, complaining that their bodies are not pretty enough, that they're not beautiful enough. Babe, why are you always going to come with the realness? You see, Roxy, I'm so glad you're here today, because every time I find my little white liberal ass hope, he's like, no, remember the I'm patriarchy. I'm not trying Thank to you. be like that. No, I swear real. to me, I love you it. You know, like these women are, are. ostensibly you're beautiful right. women, you're and right. they're shitting on themselves, saying, oh, my, I hate my thighs, which brings me to, you know, this was a dark episode for yeah. Samantha. I'm going to just say that all right. Like, we all have our low moments. But what Samantha's real nigga moment in this episode was <laughs> they're all, like, saying what they hate about themselves, and they look to Samantha she's like, like as if she's going to say awesome. something. And she's like, nah, bitch, I'm good. I'm Gucci. If I throw this pussy in the air, it will turn to a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> and that is her mentality. Yeah. And she won't be shaking at it. And for that, I say, it, it just, that's what makes these early episodes so hard for me, especially because Sam is truly a lighthouse in this series. She is herself unequivocally until yeah. the end. And I will say that. Like, but, but she has but she's a flawed character. And the, and well, here's the thing. And I don't know if it's, I'll say this. I'm, I'm going to be very honest. This Sam is not the Sam that we see later. No, and I no, think it's yeah, because the male writers... Found, were, got I don't know what happened. Maybe a vagina entered the writing room. Something happened to shift that character. And this is not a Sam. The Sam that we actually because see... Because they slut-shame her to death. They slut-shame her to death. And we see it, and these early episodes are hard. I do. I, I agree, because Samantha is... Becomes this beautiful phoenix that rises from the ashes of season one. You know what I mean? And, mm. and listeners, thank God for that. But she does hit, you're right, this is a hard episode for her. So, but what, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, I was saying, so, in, during this conversation, um, they're, they're criticizing their bodies, they're criticizing each other, and looking, and looking for each other to commiserate in that pity. So, essentially, what that means is that people and think that this is... And all these women wear, like, a size yeah. three. And, but also, know? it means that this is what, this is how people think that women talk in their privacy. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the perception that they want women exactly. to have. Like, oh, when we're alone, we self-analyze. Instead yeah. of, like, what? I can't big myself up. I can't think that I'm a fucking boss bitch who, like, is absolutely beautiful. And so, again, that that mentality of that women need to denigrate themselves in order to be, be part of, like, the status quo. I think that's the major theme of this entire episode is this idea that... Um, you know, beautiful people are vapid, um, that you can't be beautiful and interesting at the same time, that it's a us versus them, like, situation where you have to be at odds with a woman that, you know, might be more objectively attractive than you, like, by some arbitrary standard of yeah. beauty. Oh, but also, even, no, even, even a man, because, uh, Carrie's friend has this crush on this male model, yeah, Sanford. Sanford the has yeah, model. yes. Sanford is really interested in the underwear model. Mister fourteen inches. Ex exactly. Well, fourteen feet. Was fourteen it? I feet. Whatever. Yeah. I can't. Fourteen feet. I can't. <laughs> sure. Uh, Contributing to toxic masculinity. I'm just gonna say it. Put a flag in that, sir. But, go but ahead. no. But the other thing was that making it that oh, as a gay man, I too am lustful. Like I don't care about your brains either. You know, like. Good. But in a more pathetic and needy way. I think that, Absolutely, like, yeah, he, yeah. They, they've... Uh, the thing about Stanford is this, is that, like, he is a loyal and faithful friend through it all. And they really don't give... Uh, there is a lot of anti... 
there's a lot of anti-LGBT like LGBTQ statements in this episode. For example, when they ask, "Is it the martini straight up or with a twist?" Yeah, like yeah. Mim- mimicking. And I think that these early episodes also fall prey to that. But in a bigger picture, they really don't do stand for justice. Those individuals who are sexually woke, like Samantha, or who are queer or non cis conforming or hetero conforming, like Stanford, are treated with disdain and disgust. They are. And mind you, these writers and many of the people involved in the making and production of the show are gay men. And, and it is very clear the self-hate that comes through through Stanford, that pathetic older gay man who is yeah, lusting. Sure. Because his lust is not even equivocated with the pathetic main character, that main woman uh, modelizer, who is, we don't even need to touch on his fucking toxic masculinity because we'll be here all fucking day. But, like, his approach is active, hetero, like, very aggressive. Stanford's is... Pathetic, needy. Yeah. It's like they really He's are. clearly a bottom. <laughs> and they make bottom okay come say? off as. No, but, they, but they also make saying. bottom come off like, as, as a. That. As That's what I'm thing. saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, like a yeah. bottom in the negative sense. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. But I did want to. I think that maybe we should talk about the next bad decision, which is something I had brought up before, but. I think we're ready to tackle. Yeah, yeah, because now after, we're ready to after the apartment scene, that's where exactly. Karen and I think goes. this scene really brings up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce it. It's where we're introduced to the local trustafarian um, Barkley, who ostensibly works as an artist, but as and somehow manages to maintain his lifestyle. Massive air quotes. Yes, he's <laughs> yeah. somehow. You cannot see the air quotes. Oh, we can hear them. They're Don't worry. Fucking there, the, right? the listeners can hear them. <laughs> but what I was going to say is is that, you know, he really introduces for me these two big issues in this episode. One of which is the commodification and dehumanization of sex and sexual interactions and classism and sexism, which is I think the surface level part of him. So I think maybe we'll start with the scene that we are introduced to Barkley with, which is that he is making ostensibly trash art. Trash art. I mean, it is. He's rolling some paint around. He's screen printing things. He's moving his body. Uh, he's a perform. I mean, maybe he's a performance artist. He's performing what a shitty Rastafarian artist. Well, we know he's some sort of performance artist. Right. I don't want to spoil you. So but. I want to just say, I wrote this down, and I, I really... <laughs> We see him bring Carrie into a room where he wants to show her his real art. Now, again, here we, this is where we know for sure that Carrie Bradshaw is not a real nigga. Because, motherfucker, if I'm with you somewhere and you're like, oh, let me show you some shit. Nah, dog. I don't want to see that shit. You're about to show me a fucking federal offense, and I don't want to fucking be privy to that, yo. I don't want to see no shit that you got to fucking pull me off to the side to look at. <laughs> Bae, okay. I couldn't agree more. I heartily agree. I mean, you're right. When but you're continue, right, you're right. Because they don't know what he showed her. No. So, but I, I'm... I, Bae, but I, she should have known right then. Like, nah, dog. I think you said this last episode, and I couldn't agree more. It's like, you can't go doing what your little white friends do. And it's like, Carrie Bradshaw is the ultimate, I'm going to do what my little lily white ass can do. Yeah. It's like, I'm a man, and I'm going to lure you into a side room. And and let's just, I wrote this down because I broke it It down. It looks like a dungeon. This is, okay, this is a man who full on, to Carrie's face, dehumanizes women. He says that they are not she- 
but rather it's, it's. and they's. Yep. And then he non-consensually shows her full penetration pornography, to which Carrie asks, do they know about this? And he replies, maybe. And then Right Car there. Why Carrie, are you not calling the cops? Okay, and Carrie is full on okay with it. And I think she got a little, like, No, excited. Carrie fucking lit up a cigarette she got and a fucking moist. partook in, like, witnessing rape acts. She's a fucking rape apologist. God Fuck damn it, that's a that hot take, bro. Hot takes. God damn it. Hot takes. I fucking She should have fucking ran. And the minute she fucking that screen came on, she should have fucking ran out of there and called the popos. I mean, that's it. I'm not a huge fan of calling the police, but I'm. But here. listen, as a white some, woman, I'm you're expected it. to call the police. You <laughs> are the. I will call the police. The, you listen. are the most effective when you call the police. <laughs> listen, I am here to say if you guys ever need the police called, you just tell me. And I will call them and I'll say, Hi, it's me, Sophie. And they'll say, Oh, what? What? You again? You? And I'll say, Yeah, it's me. <laughs> you guys, you guys, oh, yeah. I saw. And they'll hop too sweet. They'll hop onto it. But that being said, exactly. I mean, this is it is this seeing it through today's yeah. I mean, we are seeing and and he is gleeful and unapologetic about and the his fact race. that he had that whole entire setup already and a chair means that she's not the first person. I'm gonna he's say this. This, this is a fucking. Like mid take episode of a Law and Order SVU, that there's a was, whole side that, story that there. essentially right. they could have done a really really great crossover. Yeah. Olivia Benson would yes. have really flourished You're right. under that role. You're right. Can I say something? I think that this is actually a really great moment to think about this. This dude thinks what he is making is art, and this is like for me He's really thinking. Ego this makes me think of Woody Allen. This makes me think of yeah. men who think what they are creating. Hang because let's too. let's talk about it. Woody Allen sits there and he has as a, a hot take is a sexual fucking predator and preys on children. That, baby, and in cool every thing. one of that's his films, <laughs> and every one of his movies, what happens? An older man, aka Woody Allen, preys on a child. And we revere the man as a fucking artist. So this artist, Barkley, is right in his lane. This, why are we shocked that this man thinks that what he is creating when he is creating full-on rapes? I mean, this this is a great moment for us to reflect. Oh, if, if what Woody Allen was making was full-on pornography of children, would we be okay with him fucking children? No, we wouldn't. He's glorifying his sickness in his art. And that's what I think Berkeley stands for for me. Hot fucking take. I don't even know if I want that on the radio because that is realer than real, but it's fucking real. Like, Woody Allen is a predator and does exactly what yeah. Berkeley is doing in this fucking episode. Hot take. Uh, hot take. That's <laughs> hot take. It. Sorry, was that too much? <laughs> I just, it's like... She got passionate. So I think the part of it is, so we have this, so, so we see this, we see after... Barkley discloses his rape, his rapes. Yeah, uh, that Carrie proceeds to light a cigarette. Yeah, and essentially say, "Show me more." Uh, and so this is where I really because that means you're gonna sit there for the whole cigarette. Oh yeah, you're that's gonna be there commitment. at least for one that's cigarette. That's a full commitment. That's you like know? a minute and a half for some people. You know. Um. So then so she's in. 
So then yeah, she's in. the following then we follow into Miranda's interaction oh, at the yeah, we follow into Miranda's interaction with uh this guy that she's already met. Skipper. skipper. No, 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 it was Carius and and a skipper walking down the street. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. that one. That's yeah, where sorry, it was like comes that. out. Yeah, like, where not only she a rape, a not only she, not yeah. only she a okay, rape so, apologist, but she is an enable. She's enabling a stalker. This guy's a predator. Yeah. He's he gonna not. make a skin suit. And she's an <laughs> you know He is definitely saying? a it rubs the lotion in its skin. Can ah! I say can That's I say him. what we are seeing here is that if that dude could get his hands on a gun, we are in he is a white we terrorist a in the yeah. making. And and this and here again, call back to first episode, we hear um you know, Carrie, like, bemoaning her situation, like, oh, woe is me, I guess no good deed, this is a curse, no good deed goes unpunished. But this is not a curse, this is your karma, because you set Miranda up with this crazy motherfucker, you knew he was a crazy motherfucker, and now you're getting the clot back from that crazy motherfucker. So it's exactly what you deserve. Bryce, I'm gonna say, I mean, I can't top that. That's a hot take, and I think you're right, like... She's definitely getting exactly what she deserves in that. And and I mean, honestly and truly, so just to set that situation up, we're seeing Skipper, who has been calling Miranda. Hundreds, you know. And she hasn't. And here's the thing. I don't think men realize this. I think that this is a, a good moment to think about this nice guy mentality. Like, well, I'm just, I just want to be good to you. Why don't you want to accept it? Why won't you just let me be good to you? And, and I see you're reacting now, but I think me. that, again, part of the, well, I, I agree with everything that both of you have said, but I think it also in the addition that referring back to the protagonist of our of our show, Miss Carrie Bradshaw, the fact that there are other women who enable and encourage this behavior from men and that allow, like not only allow this, but you know, facilitate. And yeah, so she's yeah. facilitating the invasion of her friends, like Absolutely. privacy and safety. Yeah. And Snaps for that. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I have, I have, I take grave issue with Miss Bradshaw. I don't think you're a good friend, girl. You, you, I would, I would, I would fuck a motherfucker up. Ain't nothing to cut a bitch off. No, there you <laughs> cut go. Cut that bitch off. I mean, I think that that to me, you're, you're nailing it really appropriately because I don't think, I think one of the hardest things for me as a feminist to accept is that in our own midst, are women who do not want to fight this fight, you know, who don't want to dismantle the patriarchy, who are very happy and complacent in it. Yeah. And Miss Carrie Bradshaw, especially in these early episodes, I mean, I'm open to giving her giving her space in the later ones to, you know, to hopefully grow where she can. But we are seeing this white, this ultimate white feminist who is unapologetic in her enabling of the patriarchy, who is unapologetic in her harm of women of color, of people who are not of her class or social background, you know, and and truly going out of her way to, like, throw women under the bus whenever she can. And that's, I think it's hard to see for me, you know? I really do struggle with that because as a feminist i'm here i'm ready to i want to bring everyone in and i think how is it possible that you don't want to end this shit carrie bradshaw is an example of some bitches don't want to fight this fight well the thing about it is that so it, so we've seen examples of her using her clout as a uh you know, a cisgender, a cisgendered woman who, um, like, you know, resides in the right skin tone in order to get what she needs. And so, she, you know, she is at a bar 
And then she, when she's at the bar, she encounters her kryptonite, Mr. Big. God damn it. Lord fuck boy supreme. <sighs> so it's just like walking the scene. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wish you guys, I think this might have to be a video episode at some point. Because Bryce, <laughs> yeah. his body, is, I mean, and yours bad. too, is I They're He's thrown back. I mean, dejected. He, he just comes in belittling her. He is like, the ultimate oh, nagger. I put I, that on my face. He's nagging to a million. I read, your okay, little, so. I read your little column. It was cute. So that let's Bruh. discuss. For those of y'all not familiar, net the concept of the word neg is is a pickup artist technique. That's that is negger. Okay, we I, repeat that. I, I'm gonna say I just for the, for the white listeners out there, don't even get close yeah, to it. Be careful. Just always use yeah, it as just, he you he's he's using a, like don't even combine the words. Anyways, but it's a technique used by pickup artists in which you take something you find an attractive woman and you t pick out a thing about her that she's probably confident and happy about and turn it into a negative thing. For example, in this episode, just like you guys were mentioning, Mr. Big comments on Carrie's little job. And, and what does he say it is? Her, her little column. Yeah, it's cute. How cute of her. How cute is it that she's she still thinks that she can use her lady fingers to tippity-tap on the computer. <laughs> oh, career, what's happening? Your career is so diminutive. Demi oh. Diminutive? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. That that's the word. It's it's amounting to nothing in the scope in the scope of I'm Mr. Big using of size. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. bet she has a fucking small ass dick. And I, that doesn't matter. Yeah. I just feel like I hate that guys when people represent themselves with with size words. Oh yeah, ugh, Mr. Big, Mr. Big. Yeah, he. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, you know, I then that brings us also to the point where you know you've also talked a lot about how the women around her are also facilitating and enabling this culture and these practices. And again, I think that brings us to one of the unfortunate moments with Sam. Uh, and her interaction with, uh, what's the artist guy? Blakely? Ah. Uh, uh, I just Barkley. 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 You yeah. going up and just giving my poor baby cousin a shout out. <laughs> That's my baby cousin's name, Rice. You ain't gonna edit it out, huh? You gonna let my poor little innocent baby cousin yeah. take a fall. I, I just because that baby's out. name's Blakely. <laughs> I've never That's a real. That. Don't. Listen, country cousin, shout out to my country cousins. I'll cut it out. No, leave it in. I'll they'd love it. My country cousins would love a shout out. I am going to cut out that Woody Allen shit, though. I got too hype on that. <laughs> Woody Allen upsets me, you guys. Fuck him. Fuck Woody Allen. Let's just shut quickly put it that. But go ahead, Bay. Sorry. Oh, but no. I did want to say, I, I'm oh. sorry, there was one other thing about Mr. Big that I wanted to say before we moved on, if that's okay. Yeah. In that interaction, you know, I just want to say, it's like, Thank God we see these as red flags now because Mr. Big, not only does he dismiss and and diminish her work as cute and as like, oh, like so less than, he she tells him, she asks him, what are you writing about? And she says, oh, I'm writing about men who date models. And she goes, you know, some oh, yeah. see it as a competitive sport. Others need the validation. And Mr. Big corrects her. He mansplains to her. He goes, oh, don't you think it's because some people just really like beautiful women? And she's like, I felt my the vomit just like rising into my esophagus. I was yeah. like, this creep. It's like 
because the whole thing he's is defending like defending his own position. Like, because he does, and we'll see in later episodes, he is a modelizer and has continually modelized. Oh, oh, oh I Sam want... and her interaction with Skipper. Barkley. Barkley. Oh, 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 yeah. that comes later. So, so that comes Sam... at the end, though. No, 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 no. Samantha and Barkley oh. meet at a fashion show that Carrie is sitting at the fashion show with. And yeah, so, yeah. I, um, so Samantha asks if Barkley is straight. Barkley? Yeah, yeah. If Barkley is straight. Barkley. And when she asks she, if Barkley is straight, she asks if she, if he's a martini straight up or a twist. Which you Which you, you know, did allude to earlier. Yeah. And then she becomes very curious at the fact that he only dates models and she he becomes a new conquest for her. Exactly. So and and at where, first I was like, okay, cool. challenge accepted. I hear you, Sam. But it, quickly it turns into... Sam is clearly seeking validation from this man, you know, because she, you know, wants to feel like a model. Yeah. It's not a good look for Sam. It broke my heart. They, they are not kind you to know? her. And you're right. She's, she, I think you said this in the first episode, and I think it's really apt. She's their punching bag. Yeah. Because she is truly sexually free. And thank goodness, you know, hopefully we, we get to see Sam. She grows. But this first season is devastating. Well, that's the thing that you really mentioned that you hit the nail on the head about. And it's that, you know, there is a development in that in her character. And essentially, there there are, it, it's it's part of, nobody's born woke. People become woke. You know, people yeah. people learn, sure. learn information. Uh, obviously, some some people have advantages in those situations. They have, like, educated parents or, like, people who give them access to, you know, the fountains of information. But a lot of us do have to do this work on our own and figure it out. Yes. But as long as we, you know, as long as Samantha seems like that she has potential, I'm not ready to full, full give up on her. However, she definitely needs some work done. True. In that regard. You're paving the way. Wow. You're leading the feminist and in intersectionality charge today. Yeah. Well, I'm here for it. I'm behind you. Well, there's also, like, also this, um, just tying back this into, let's say, real life or social media, which is, is that real life? There is a really, really interesting Instagram account that exists that is uh, about putting feminist quotes on top of Charlotte's quotes. Oh yeah, feminist. Oh, okay. uh, uh, woke, woke Charlotte. I think. Woke Charlotte, or something I think like I've that. Seen that. And yeah. so we have not seen any behavior from Charlotte to imply yet that Charlotte she would was be like that not character. Even around this episode, was yeah. she? No, she was really in co in incognito. She was. Yeah. In, I think she was only in that first se episode or that first first season when they were all eating Chinese food. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. And she was like talking. Where she hates her thighs. Also, I want to shout out since you shout out woke Charlotte. I want to shout out Saved by the Bell hooks. Uh, Which I really love too. <laughs> yes. What is yes. that? They put uh, bell hooks quotes on the same. Oh bell. yeah, that's right. You yeah. sent me that. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. There we go. Like all of, like so the all of these things kind of tie back into like kind of current lifestyle. So, so the the image of um, implying or or rewriting Charlotte as a feminist character when kind of like what you get is the most free or, or feminist character would be. First Samantha, then yeah. maybe, then maybe Miranda because of, of her legal work, and obviously Carrie is just this like naive little. She's an enabler, and she's a sheltering in the patriarchy ass bitch. And I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Hoes, when the fucking revolution comes, those are the fucking ones that are gonna be the ones that enable it. But no, for real, those are the women that like 
this is exactly what I was saying before, and it ties back into this. It's like, some women, not only are they not down for this fight, they are actively on board with keeping the status quo. And that's a hard pill to swallow. Well, you know... That is hard. I mean, I, this I, I as a is person, it is. This yeah. episode. May I interject yeah, one thing that I noticed at the beginning, and I don't, I know, we, I don't feel like we this is talked about very often. So this is pre nine eleven. Let's address that really quick. Yeah. This is pre nine eleven. It's like with yeah. early two thousands, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, it started in the 90s. Oh, late 90s. 90s. Yeah. Okay, late 90s. This so, is the 90s. Prosperous, so, prosperous time in the U.S. and New York specifically. So much wealth coming into Wall Street. You know, all of these young, like, kind of, like, entrepreneurial people with new tech ideas. And the Twin Towers are still up. All of these things, I think, that also have to do with the, the, the like, I think the wanton, like, desire for neo um neo conservatism during yeah, that like time ownership ownership private, ownership private ownership the money the way it wall she like obviously like she's always around all these corporate types but she's a quote-unquote artist even these artists all end up kind of like in these corporate settings but she's so, also incredibly a consumerist yeah like she's buying and buying and buying and actually what you just said reminded me of the way this episode ends because there's a really interesting comparison t to long-term love and partnership to a rent-stabilized Upper West Side apartment. And I thought, wow, that's a really telling analogy, Carrie Bradshaw. Carrie fucking Bradshaw. You just compared what you and Big have to a rent-stabilized Upper West Side apartment. Well, listen, especially in this episode, time and time again, sex is commodified. Yeah. Right? It's a commodity. We see it traded back and forth. Doesn't uh, the artist guy, Barkley, also call it they are pretty objects? They are things yeah. to be bought and yeah. controlled? And the, I mean, those are human women we're talking about. I, I didn't realize, but just quick fucking update. Yeah. Those but are human, human women. women are... You know, I don't know. I, and like twice in this episode, we have women being validated through sex. Yeah. Because uh, Miranda throws Skipper a pity fuck, which, god damn. Like, no. Wait, I don't even think it's a pity fuck. I think we see a classic 80s rom-com, like, gaslight scenario. This is a full-on <laughs> 1980s John <laughs> Hughes I, gaslight I, I, I scenario. Motherfucking Skipper trots up like the fucking golden retriever of a You're human right. being that he is. He's <gasps> Anthony Michael Hall in every John Hughes movie. And he's like, hey, it's me, yeah. the Completely. unattractive fucking loser. And then cue the she 80s music. She sees herself like, reflected in, in his fucking smudge. <laughs> Sir, you know he a dirty, stinky nerd if his glasses all his smudged His hair up. looked greasy. It looked yeah. greasy that dude out of control. Greasy, yeah. And I was I like, is see this... It. His pillowcase smelled like a sneeze. <laughs> I got it. More shots are being fired in this episode. His pillow does smell like a sneeze. But that being said, that dude straight up no, looks like they and they gaslit no, her. No, this is the worst. This is the worst part. So, remember, so, um, we're at the store, the grocery store. It's at the Korean grocery store, the <laughs> Korean bodega. And and uh, Miranda is picking up two cans of cat food. Oh! She she's a Kathy cartoon! of cat food. I missed that. They did her dirty. Oh, my 
my god. Oh my god. The cat lady. And then the Korean, the, the guy behind the counter at the Korean bodega literally goes, is this that is, is that it? it? Cat food? And she's just like, yeah, I'm defending. But you know what? Good for Miranda. She defends her choice. Although she does succumb to the patriarchy shortly thereafter. Oh, she's like, quickly. she didn't defend her choice because she immediately turned around and did yeah. the exact opposite to like, he stalked her till she gave up. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do it? It's called a hot take for men. Straight up wearing a woman's will down until she finally gives in to fucking you is not consensual sex. It is 2019 and that is no longer allowed. Hello, stop doing that. Do not call a woman 40 times and leave her. And then use her friend's phone to call her at one point in the episode. Sir, 2019 is calling. That is no longer considered consensual. That's you better a call me back. If you get this, you better call me back. I'm just kidding. Sir, you are not. You are not. <laughs> you have measured me already. And oh, God. You, you're, you got me planned out for the He's left got, side. But the skipper has bought a white van. Yeah. He is ready. <laughs> <laughs> Van, he's probably got a room. Like a, a soundproof, like, there's oh mattresses God. on the wall. No, it's egg crates, y'all. <laughs> this episode was like the preset of every bad log order. <laughs> Two log order episodes. Yes, it was got Skipper and Barkley. And Barkley. Olivia would have fixed this. <laughs> Olivia would have come on the scene like this pervert. Praise on innocent, God. dumb white women. And Ice and Ice T will be like, no, dog. <laughs> dog. Colors. Colors. <laughs> colors. Colors. <laughs> I am a nightmare walking. Psychopath talk. All right. Um, so. <laughs> you know what? We're leaving that in. That stays in. Um, so, yeah, we are already talked about how the episode ends. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just to, just to recount, bad decisions for Carrie. Um, I almost, she had zero good decisions. I almost gave her a good decision for taking the underwear model home, but then she didn't she seal didn't the deal. She didn't even fucking. And it's like, okay, we just laying around and talking. I guess that's okay. Maybe he needed that. I don't know. I felt like that. Why enable yet another man? Well, that's what he asked for. Yeah, exactly. So, like, she respected that, and I guess okay, cool. kudos to her for that. Yeah, for having a consensual but, encounter and not having to see... All right, maybe we're... Okay, I'll give her a half good decision. Like... <laughs> yeah, like the... Uh, Condoms. Silencer tip the trojans. silencer tips. Yeah, yeah. Never forget, hashtag never forget silencer tips. Yeah. All uh, the condoms. Bad decisions for Carrie... I mean, this one is... All of them. Okay, one, failure Doing to report a felony. A federal fucking... A federal fucking offense. <laughs> I mean, this is a serial rapist on yeah. par with fucking, like... That's the glaring one. He is a... Know? I mean, By he, far, like, she should have gone to jail. She's a fucking accomplice. Yeah. What's the statute of limitations on... And, Oh my yeah. god! I, I think that you guys, call. I'll call the cops. Go follow uh, so, Sophie. You go guys, follow here I am. I'm nine one one. It's me, a white lady. <gasps> I watched television and I saw rape. <laughs> <laughs> and and still, you guys, the worst part is they'd still send a cop out. <laughs> they would. They would. <laughs> Hashtag white privilege is real, y'all. <laughs> and the first step is admitting it. So we've got that bad decision, which is a pretty epic one. Yeah. We've got a second, you know, actually I think we've got a score one for karma and for humanity as a whole when Carrie finally gets her comeuppance for setting Skipper up with 
Miranda. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to see how that ends. Like, is Miranda even alive in the next episode? I really don't know. I'm doubtful. <laughs> I'm doubtful. <laughs> I truly am. The next episode is highly just fashionably at a funeral. At a, yeah. I, 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 would, I, I believe that. You know, the horrible truth is, is that there is an episode where that happens. Mm. Again, oh. not surprised. And worse yet, it's for a person of color whose funeral it is. And they aren't even seen on screen. Oh. <sighs> Spoiler. Oh, but... On the person of color alert, speaking yeah, of... Yeah, a good episode for this people is, of color? I would say four stars for black excellence yeah, in this episode. Yeah. We've got two speaking roles. We, we didn't acknowledge the fact that Big uh, likes a little swirl. Oh, uh, yeah. He gets down with the sisters. God damn it, Big, I fucking hate you. <laughs> and I won't ever give you the black man head nod. Uh, but I see you. You know? <laughs> I see you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Oh, is there anything else we talked to Skipper? I mean, I I want to just keep a running tab on Skipper and white, like awful cis white masculinity, toxic masculinity. Well, in that case, we gotta include Barkley. Barkley. That list is gonna get so fucking long. You're right. Let's be You're right. Um, so. I don't think there's no way that we can like repeat the names like Arya Stark. Not happening. I, we, oh, we it would take forever. All right, we what? have a new tradition, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? I'm going to say, in, in contrast, I mean, they could be the ones that we hate, but I always feel like say their names is like a way to respect and honor. I don't know if I want to remember the names of every fuckboy. We could keep it at a fuckboy counter. I just want them to be nameless and forgotten. Their names shall not re- carry on. All right. Uh, don't get carried away. Hey! <laughs> On that note, I y'all carrying this off. podcast for sure. Hey! <laughs> All right, y'all signing off for the many terrible decisions of Carrie fucking Bradshaw. See you guys next week. Bye.